0: This is Life Body Business Impact with Fatima. Welcome friends, I am so grateful to have you here. I'm your host Fatima Ingalls, fitness expert, best-selling author, lifestyle entrepreneur, founder of the Life Body Business Fit Systems and co-founder of the amazing Freedom Retreats. My mission is to positively impact 10 million lives, to inspire you to wake up and live from your bucket list of dreams, instead of waking up one day with a bucket list of regrets. Get ready to be inspired with weekly episodes and interviews that disrupt your thinking and motivate you to build your best life, body and business. To change one life is to change many, so come with me now and let's get started with yours. Welcome, friends. Today, I'm chatting with Rochelle Finch-Laguar, who is a trusted expert in the health and fitness industry here in Australia. She has a career that spans over 15 years of successfully running a fitness equipment business that services business to business in Australia. She's featured in leading women's beauty and lifestyle magazines, worked as a personal trainer for many years all around Australia. She's also an avid voice in the community for men's health in particular. Having personally experienced a consequence of loss of dear ones due to mental health issues and health issues, particularly men, she's now out to tell the world all about it and talk about her movement called the Alpha Voice Movement. So a woman talking about men's mental health, which is really, really important. So let's dive right in and see what Rochelle has to share with us. I'm here with Rochelle Finch-Laguar today, who is a successful businesswoman, From Melbourne, Australia. Um, And I will let her tell you a little bit about herself and and a little bit about her mission around men's health. Um, So, Rochelle, who are you
1: and how did you get to where you are today? Hey, Fatima. It's been an amazing ride over the 40 years of my life. So, I'm here in Melbourne, I'll say sunny Melbourne (laughs) today and um it all started i'd say with the influence of my dad he was the the biggest influence in my life when it came to um health and fitness and it was always um part of part of our you know our life being um as children dad always encouraged us to play sport or eat healthy and so forth but not to the point where it was obsessive you know like it was more about just wanting to ensure that we felt the best that we we could and so my journey always took me along the way of health and fitness in some capacity. I was a lifeguard for a period of time, uh, for the defence force. I was a personal trainer, um, working around Australia in different gyms, and then went into HR, went into a corporation sort of role, uh, then which led me then back to my elite fitness business, uh, which I have with my brother, um, and that was actually sort of came about. From wanting to start my own business, um, but also the result of my dad passing away. So he had a sudden heart attack, and my Matt, my brother and I just decided that you know if we can impact you know one person's life, um, we can make a difference so that they're here to play with their kids. So that's a little bit of a round story about how I'm here today. Yeah, you've got quite a
0: lot of um, you know experience, and it seems that your dad was a person who empowered or inspired
1: you to live a life around health and wellness yes correct he was always he was always a proud man you know always took took care of himself and um and I was I was actually sharing with Simo last night that uh when I had a cold um I would have been about uh 14 at the time um and it was sort of when the the influenza was popping up, and people had actually been passing away from it. it sort of when it sort of started to come on the scene, quite bad. And Dad came in every hour on the hour to check on me to make sure that I was I was okay. You know, I, I remember I'd be asleep and there'd be a torch in my eye. <laughs> he's like, "Are you breathing? Are you okay?" You know. And and Mum always said, you know, like us kids, where he's apple in his eye and and making sure that we were healthy and safe was like you know his number one priority so and he's and he's instilled that in me so yeah so it sounds like you had a really beautiful
0: relationship with your father which is so which is so nice to see and to hear about mm-hmm. so when you and your brother decided to start elite fitness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was triggered by your dad's passing your dad's heart attack correct that's right yes okay. yep. so you yep. just decided that you know you wanted to help people live a healthy and fit life yeah so around for
1: for their kids Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How you old were like you? Dad kid. passed away, Rochelle. I was 21, uh, and I was actually living in Brisbane at the time. And he'd had, he'd gone for a run, um, and a lot of people say to me, "Oh my God, but your dad was so fit. Dad played football, and um, and he ran, and that was his outlet. He loved it. But what people didn't realise is he suffered stress. And you know, when I talk about being there and able to make an impact on one other person's life is it, it doesn't necessarily mean fitness or, or, or um, health. They've got to go together. And this day and age, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain way or achieve certain things that um, we're not looking after ourselves as a whole. And stress just over time just builds up. And whether that's a mental breakdown or a heart attack you know, that's why the impact of making sure we look at ourselves as a complete uh, unit and what we can do to look after our health in that respect.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely speaking my language and and the whole purpose and mission of this podcast is my philosophy, similar to something that you said earlier, is to change one life is to change many. So mm-hmm. if I can impact one life, like you mentioned about yourself and your brother starting your business in the health and wellness um, arena, then it is absolutely worthwhile. And I believe it's a ripple effect. So if you can change one person's life and one person's habits or help them to do that, um, it impacts so many more people than what you can contemplate just because of, The ripple effect that's right exactly
1: because it is just it's one the one you know one person passes on that that next thought or processing and it could be just a conversation with a mate even and then they changed that person's life and they were going down the path of potentially having a heart attack or yeah. yeah
0: i absolutely agree we're really aligned in relation to um looking at every aspect of your life it's it's you need every piece of the puzzle the mind body and soul you need to be addressing not just your physical health but your your mental
1: health as well to live to live a um, full life I believe exactly exactly because you know there was um, recently a, an athlete in uh, the Gold Coast it was last year and he was having a heart attack after training sorry had a heart attack after training he'd been uh, on the beach and you know doing his Iron swimming and um, running and so forth and had been a top athlete. Um, and it was interesting because people are like, well, how did he have a heart attack? You know, thinking he's he's healthy as well. But another point with athletes is that they're so used to training in such a high intensity zone that he probably had the symptoms leading up but because they're so used to pushing a little bit of pain or uh, discomfort aside that he didn't he may not have seen those signs whereas um, someone who's not training at that intensity may have actually noticed those signs and um, been able to address that a little bit earlier so when you are connected as you say the mind body and soul um, you start to really understand how the body is feeling at that point in time yeah, absolutely, like you can't just focus on one area and be an extremely good athlete or
0: take care of the fitness side of things um, without addressing what you're putting into your body in terms of nutrition. And I know that you you agree with this, the nutrition that you're putting into your body, not just food but but supplementation, and then what you are putting into your body in terms of your mental health, what you're surrounding yourself with, what you're feeding your mind, the types of people that you have around yourself um, to feed your mind all the good stuff.
1: -hmm and the news off. <laughs> exactly, the news, but also being comfortable about saying what it is that you want to say. So a lot of people, it's not about being rude or anything when you want to speak up, but you need to share what it is that you, that you have inside because that pressure of pushing that down and going, oh, that's all right, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but what you're doing is that's actually eating away inside of you and people don't realise that's actually impacting on their body as well. Absolutely. I must say, I
0: definitely have first-hand experience with that. I was a, a yes person because of wanting to please everyone in the past and get mm-hmm. approval, and it does it does make you um, sick. It can make you physically sick, but it does actually affect your mental state as well. So, I'd love to um, I'd love to get you to share around your project in mental uh, men's mental health. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that, Rochelle?
1: Yeah. So close to my heart is my new project, the Alpha Voice, which um, has sort of uh, developed over the last 12 months Um, and that has been a result of experiences in my life, so from my dad, um, losing my dad at a young age um, and then my own husband um, going through a period of um, withdrawal and reassessing his own life and positioning and my brother as well, you know, the expectations of keeping up with his family and what society believe he should be doing. And then a girlfriend of mine's brother um, committing suicide, even though he had a lovely family, a couple of kids, but that's, you know, that obviously wasn't enough. He he got to a point where even that was not enough for him to continue on. And so, you know, you look at what society and the norms have created over time uh, that, you know, big that men don't cry, big boys, you know, they don't cry, you know, just... Get up, keep moving, Um, don't show any kind of emotion, pull your socks up, you know, little sayings that people have been bringing up into our kids or uh, not just to their boys but being passed on to the women who then share the same um, conversations as they go ahead. And the idea of the alpha voice is recognising that guys, um, whether it's sons, brothers, uncles, grandfathers, um, they too are going through the you know their own challenges and just because they're a man doesn't mean that they that they're not to be supported and you know and I look back at my dad and and I said I I knew he was stressed but he was my dad you know I was like dads are fine but no one had my dad's back um and you know on reflection that was you know that was what was missing because it's dad dad doesn't need any support dad looks after everyone else you know but no no our dads your dad needs support just as much as your girlfriend next door or your mother um, and allowing them the space to be um, and, and whatever that is for them to be comfortable to share or speak up. Um, sometimes it's not necessarily about the male speaking to the wife or the sister in the family, but as long as they ha- they're comfortable having a conversation with their mate and even, you know, it can be frowned upon to have mate time where you're talking about that sort of stuff. Guys don't share emotions but at the end of the day, it's all about our health and well-being, and and you need to be able to to do that. You need to to be able to speak up and share and and do things that light you up. And yeah,
0: I absolutely love what you are doing, Rochelle. And you know, as women, we do we do talk to our girlfriends, and that's not something that men generally do. You know, we go and have an event, we we tell them what's going on. And as I understand, suicide rates are higher for men in our society than they are for women. And I think contributing factor is what you're talking about. The fact that men don't talk about it, that they feel that they have to keep this, this facade up and that they've got it all together, um, to the outside world and even to their inside world at home. So Mm -hmm. I love, love what you're doing. love that you're raising awareness around it. Obviously having three sons myself, (laughs) that's really, really important to me, you know, um, making sure that their, their mental health is great. And having lost my husband to suicide, I know firsthand, um, you know the impact of, um, in a more extreme way, um, the impact of mental health issues with men can have. So, where can people find more about the project that you're working on, um, Rochelle, about the Alpha Alpha Men Project?
1: Yeah. So the Alpha Voice um, will be. We are working currently on a three-day camp um, for next year. Uh, more details to come on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but currently, we can be found on Instagram at the Alpha Voice. And um, you can also follow me personally under my own name, Rochelle finch LaGua on Facebook where I share videos and tips through there and also on my YouTube channel as well. Okay, I'll make sure that I pop all of those links
0: down um, in the show notes anyway. But I'd like to ask you, in relation to the women in these men's lives, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? What, what is your advice in terms of supporting the men? I know you've spoken to a lot of men um, and interviewed men around their mental health. What is the main thing that women can do to support their men and encourage them? I know that you mentioned, you know, it's not always that they need to be able to speak to their their partner or their wife, that they need to speak to someone someone else. So mm. what is your, your recommendation? What is your message around
1: that? Great question. It's, it's about being present and aware. So um, I think whether we're male or female, we're too busy with what's happening tomorrow and not actually what's happening right now. So taking notice of the the men in your life, your as I said, from your son to your brother to your uncle um, to your grandfather and just notice anything that um, may be out of character for them. Um, and it's not about going up and then saying, oh, do you want to talk about it? Because you will get the, no, I'm fine kind of, <laughs> you know, conversation back. Um, but if you notice that they if they would normally go and hang out um, with their mates at the football club on a Thursday and they've stopped doing that or they used to like watching a certain TV series and now they don't, or if their attitudes started picking at things and, and just sort of being a little bit negative towards things, they're little, little things to keep an eye out for. And then what you can do is just keep an eye on those things and see if they're developing or changing. Um, you can have general conversations without directly asking them if they're okay. And uh, you can also then, um, if... You can also take notice and maybe um, encourage their mates to take them out and hang out for some time. Um, Yeah, so there's a few little ways, but it's about being present and aware, um, and then from there you'll be able to recognise if they need any help or if it's just they just need some time out. Um, Sometimes people just need this time of the year coming up to Christmas, um you know it's probably about them having some me time uh some time out from the family the kids and it's okay for guys to have bloke time and I think you know that's one thing I look at a lot of relationships and it's frowned upon for guys to go and just have bloke time and not feel guilty um about not spending time with his wife because at the end of the day I would rather have quality time with my husband than have him Be there all the time. So, if I only got to see him for two hours a week, but it was two hours quality time, I would prefer that than um, him coming home from work every day and then still getting on the computer and not actually being present. So, allow Mm -hmm. them to have bloke time. Um, You don't need to be in each other's pocket 24 7.
0: No, I think that's a really great point. Um, And it's a point that, you know, that's across all areas of life. As a single mum myself, working, um, trying to get everything done with the kids. I also um, prescribe to that philosophy, quality versus quantity, working really hard. And you mentioned uh, staying present and aware on being present in the relationship, whether it's a relationship with with your husband, wife, partner, friendship with your children. Um, mm-hmm. In such a busy world, we don't have a lot of that. We, we're there but we're not there. So I think it's so so important, great, that you mentioned that, to be present and focus more on the quality time that you have together rather than uh, the quantity of time. And you're right, you mentioned men feeling guilty and quite often you hear women talking about feeling guilty about taking time out for yourselves, but men are very often forgotten in that conversation. So, yeah, it's really great that you that you pointed that out. And for women listening and partners, um, encourage your men to have time out, take the time out yourself, but also messages to encourage them to take time out for themselves because we all need it in this really super busy world.
1: Mm, correct. That's it. And it's in. It's okay to. It's um, it's not that anyone loves anyone less or you know. Um, and then they come back or you come back recharged and refreshed. So yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's not selfish. It's selfless Correct. to put yourself
0: first, physically, mentally, emotionally, because you know firsthand. If we don't take care of ourselves on all those platforms, and I talk about it over and over again, it's it's a huge it's a huge thing for me. We're unable to give to those we love the best of ourselves because we're not taking care of ourselves first so society does i guess tell us that it is selfish Mm. to put yourself first but it absolutely is not doesn't matter whether you're you're male or female i'm hearing the same the same issues um, in both camps so Mm. with your experience rochelle as um a fitness expert and a wellness expert how important do you think exercise and nutrition is in mental health, not just
1: men, but across the board. Oh, it's one of them it's it's so important. Um I think we get hung up on the the, the exercise as a fitness um uh, component of it but it's actually a great time out. It de stresses, it releases any of that built up energy. And so you know when people say to me, Oh, you know, I want to take up running, I go, oh, that's fine if you enjoy running because you don't want to take up um, necessarily an exercise program that you don't enjoy because the point is it's about it being you time and you're releasing those that that energy you've been carrying around all day so any form of exercise is if it gives you that that joy and pushes you so from walking to dancing to cycling um, to boxing there's so many forms out there and then eating healthy it's not a diet and, and I hate the word diet um, it's a lifestyle change and it's not saying you can't have a cake or a beer or so forth. But the results that I've seen from people making those changes to eat cleaner, they feel so much better. They're, and between eating healthy and exercising, they're sleeping better, they're thinking, they don't have the foggy brain. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I just don't feel like training. Um, and it's like, well, you're not going to based on what you're putting into your body. You're actually fueling your body with foods that don't want to make you get up that actually make you feel tired and once you start to remove the caffeines and the sugars and so forth so they're not part of everyday eating i can guarantee you will feel a hundred percent better even from the you know debloating to less inflammation in the joints you know a lot of people say oh you know i'm i'm so bloated or i'm so achy and um and there's been research shown that people just even cutting out coffee has removed the aches in their joints. Um, so it, you, you need to be doing both. But remember, it's not about being on a strict diet or or slaving away at the gym. It's it's about you being able to play with your kids and be able to walk up the stairs at work. And it's so nothing becomes such a hard chore because isn't that what life's about? Life's about to be enjoyed. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: it, it absolutely is. And it's a it is about your lifestyle, like what you're saying, you know, it's incorporating it into your lifestyle, um, finding something you love. You mentioned so many different things that people can do. And Mm. I think people often think, oh, you know, to start exercising, I have to go to a gym. You don't Mm. have to go to a gym. If it's not something you enjoy, you're not going to, um, sustain it as a lifestyle choice. And I think the other thing is people may start out doing, um, a specific activity or exercise, you know, maybe even going to the gym to make their changes and, and enjoy it for a period of time. And then, Things change in life and they get to a point where they no longer enjoy that activity anymore. Mm. So that's okay. Recognise that and just try something different. It has to be a part of your lifestyle and to be a part of your lifestyle, it needs to be something that you enjoy. It doesn't mean it's um, not hard to no. create that new habit and it's not challenging at times, but it's most certainly got to be um, enjoyable, I guess, to, to be sustained as part of your, your lifestyle.
1: Correct, correct. And, like, functional training at the moment is, you know, quite a buzz, but there's a lot of reasons why it it is exciting to do functional training because, you know, as you get older and your bodies change, pounding the pavements on the roads is probably not the best thing for your joints. But getting in and doing some sled push um, or some sprints or some pull-ups and some skipping and, you know, using a variety of different pieces of equipment, it gives your mind a a break and it gives you variety and interest and you, you get to challenge yourself at the same time. Yeah, absolutely,
0: and I think around food, people get scared because they think that they have to stop having everything that they love, and Mm -hmm. my experience as a trainer has been that once we change a few things, once we start exercising and we take out this food or that food or reduce it, something that you're having every day, you have it every second or every third day, you start actually not wanting to have that particular food that isn't doing you any good because you're feeling better about yourself
1: and, and the food doesn't taste so great anymore. (laughs) exactly exactly but the clarity that comes with it that once people realize once they start removing some of the things out of their their diet how well their 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 brain is thinking how well they're processing stuff that's one one big one that people sort of go wow actually I actually can concentrate you know I'm not getting that foggy brain um and you know when people say they get frustrated with their kids or whatever it is because they get their mind is so full and so so foggy but now they're actually going oh and clarity they can hear what their what the conversations are um and then you know recently i've been working with a lady who made some changes to her eating and she had um a, a skin irritation on her on her body and they had said, like doctors and that wanted to put her on different medications and all that, and she was just like, I'm over this, taking different stuff. It's not working. Gone on, made some um, diet tweaks, uh, eating tweaks, should I say, and um, it cleared up just by doing that. Um, she couldn't believe it. So it's it's not always about taking medications and things like that too. No, it's, you know, rubbish in, rubbish out. Mm. We,
0: we have so many processed um foods and chemicals in foods these days which your body is absorbing um which is absolutely affecting everything you said the fogginess in the brain and then there's all the um the physical things that are happening with your body internally and externally based Mm -hmm. on what you're putting inside so people get hung up on it being about um weight loss Mm -hmm. sure that's
1: one factor that contributes to your health but there's so Mm -hmm. much more to it so yeah Um, the the one movie that i highly recommend i'm not sure if you've seen it or not is the sugar the sugar film yes
0: i have my i have um actually put it on I strategically do this right so that my sons don't think that I'm forcing them to watch things I just tell them can you put this on while I'm cooking um I'm going to listen to it or watch it and then it captures their attention they sit down and watch it and they say oh mum that's why you tell us not to have this that or the other and I've had my sons reading you know the labels on the backs of all the foods and going oh this is a sugar this is no good this is high up on the list yeah so it's not just me telling them what to do I'm putting it on and letting them listen and
1: learn hopefully without it coming from us. I absolutely love that film. (laughs) I think the biggest takeaway for me from that that film was um, he ate exactly the same calories as he was doing previous to starting the movie, yet he gained so much weight and his body changed so much. And that's, you know, when we talk about food and exercise, we get hung up on calories, but calories don't equal the same. And when you watch that movie, Um, because, you know, the media sells to us, you must be eating, you know, a calorie deficit or you must be eating this amount of calories. But what they're not showing you is that that can be a wasted calorie that you just ate and has been of no benefit whatsoever to your body. And when you watch that movie and you see that he's eating exactly the same calories and the results he gets makes you realise that calorie counting does not work.
0: No, um, it doesn't. I mean, in some instances with, I guess, with people who are competing and things like that, That's a completely different kettle of fish. But you see these pictures on social media about, you know, a, a Mars bar and a piece of raw cake and how many calories are in one and the other and the raw cake has more in it. And they're saying, well, you know, you can eat the Mars bar and there's less calories than eating the raw cake. But the thing is the nutritional value in the raw cake is so much better than the nutritional value in the Mars bar. There isn't any in the Mars bar, you know. Little to none, I can't imagine what nutritional value there is in the Mars bar, but the raw cake that has been made with, raw nuts and dates and more natural sources of food although it may be more calories has actually got some nutritional value to your body
1: that's,
0: um, so yeah and I guess that, that's a myth and that's the power of advertising and perception so correct. I love the message that you're um that you're sharing Rochelle it's been amazing talking to you um do you have any parting words or
1: a, a parting message before we end this interview it's been a great interview, so thank you very much. Um, I would have to say it's just about constantly being self-aware and working personally on, on yourself. And like what you're saying, you know, having time to yourself is not selfless and if, if you're not right or you're not healthy or feeling right, it reflects through to the rest of your day you, with your colleagues, your family or whoever. So take some time out and it's okay for you to have some me time. On that note, thank
0: you so much. Remember, everyone, it is not selfish to put yourself first. It is selfless. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly hope you have found it beneficial and have taken some value from it, hopefully a lot. If you did, please, please share this show with anyone you feel may need to hear it. I would also absolutely love if you would take a minute or two to review this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever platform you happen to be listening to it on. With your help, we can accomplish my mission to positively impact 10 million lives. That would be so awesome. Now, if you want to connect with me or my guests on other platforms, or if you want to send me an email with questions or ideas of guests to interview, please check out the show notes. I am so incredibly grateful to have had your time today. And I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Have a great day.